this song came through and channeled and just like, wow, this is it. And, and I just fully got the message right then and there at that point, like, wow, yeah, it's, it's time for me to do this. I'm a big fan of facing life head on. What's going on internally is what creates the vibration around us. Hi there, and welcome to the Nervous Ending Podcast. I'm Olaya. On today's episode, we're talking with the spiritual singer-songwriter Chad Wilkins, aka Mystic Minstrel. Chad's songs come from his heart, and he seeks to live and express himself from a place of unconditional love and gratitude, and emanate that love and bring a positive vibe to his surroundings. He's a beautiful soul who shared with us some of his wise insights on how to cultivate love in our hearts. Yay! A seed of a song lands, a little bit of effort to kind of work it out and um, carve it out of the stone. It's an accepted way to have an ecstatic experience, basically, to, to, to fully be out of our minds. Yelling and screaming and singing at the top of their lungs and going for it, their whole bodies into it. And, and in our society, that's celebrated and seen as a beautiful thing. Whereas if, um, you know, you're just on the street corner and you're just going nuts and primal and fully embodying your feelings in the present moment without music, you might just look like a nutcase, you know? episode is brought to you in part by heavenlystreams.com. Are you struggling with energy and tired of the jitteriness offered by gas station energy drinks? Well, friends, I'd like to introduce you to Bongers. I've been an acupuncturist for the past 20 years. I've been to China and traveled all around the world, and I've never, ever heard of Bongers until just last week when I set out to find a tool to use for self-massage in my Alchemical Journey to Higher Levels program. Well, my research paid off big time because I think I found the perfect thing. What are bongers, you ask? Well, I'm just going to read from the box. Bongers are a massage tool derived from a traditional Japanese massage technique called mogonote, meaning grandchildren's hands. After a hard day working in the rice fields, the elders would come home and ask their grandchildren to massage them. But their hands were too small to deeply knead their muscles, so they would ball up their fists and use a percussive chopping motion, which relieved the elders' tight and sore muscles. Bongers improve on this ancient technique by replacing one's hard fist with a soft rubber ball and using a flexible metal shaft that pulls the pain out instead of putting more tension into your muscles. A bonger massage can also improve friendships and create new ones, increase communication with family and coworkers, and help bonding with pets. Everyone loves a free massage, and bongers makes it easy and fun for all. Re-energize yourself and others with the healing energy of peace, passion, love, joy, and bliss. Just head over to heavenlystreams.com bongers and order a pair for yourself.
I'm doing stuff, yeah. I've been, <laughs> I've been making music. Um, I'm in the middle of a big release at the moment. Nice. Uh, it's my fourth album called Hall of Bones So I Can Fly. Awesome. Ooh. It's called Hall of Bones? Or Hollow. Hollow Bones. Oh, Hollow, hollow bones. bones. So I Can Fly. So I Can Fly. That's a really yeah, cool name. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And that's your fourth album. Yeah, yeah, it's my fourth album. Um, it's my first album that I've actually engineered and recorded myself. So Ooh, oh, wow, a big nice. milestone for me, Just having learned the tricks of the trade with recording engineering and stuff. And yeah, it's set in my own studio and all that. So I've been chipping away at it since about early 2020. So um, yeah, it's almost two years in the making, this, this record. So I'm really happy to finally get it out there. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, so, so we could talk about compressors and limiters and EQ. Oh, all that stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm expert enough to, to talk in depth about all that stuff. But, but yeah, it's, um, you know, I've gone there enough to, to do my recording and and definitely going to be a perpetual student at these things. There's unlimited learning to be had, you know? feels like it gets For better sure. and better. We're actually working on... Mm, so Justin definitely. and I... Justin and I are... Um, we are a duo right now. We're actually looking for hopefully more musicians to collaborate with. But we're, we're a duo and we both are singer-songwriters and guitar players. We call ourselves Nerve Ascending. And we're working on an album too. So in our home studio here. Excellent. Yeah. In, in Nevada city. Um, so I wanted to also say that I met you in Nevada city here in Nevada city. Um, uh, at the, when I did that photo shoot for you guys at the, the solstice show. Um, and, but you are now in Australia. So I wanted to, um, so we're talking to you, um, from yesterday and you're in tomorrow, I guess <laughs> you're in our tomorrow and we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, in your right. yesterday, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, uh, it, so how, how are things over in Australia in terms of like, have you guys been in a lockdown or I, I don't know. Uh, how's tomorrow looking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow is great. It's um, it's a nice sunny day today, and uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I think you'll really like it when you get here. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be experiencing tomorrow in Australia, and, um, but yeah, things here in Australia, um, basically, things have been pretty chill in the part of Australia where I live. Um, other parts of the country have definitely had some major lockdowns to deal with. Oh wow! Um, where I live, it's been relatively pretty relaxed it's been um there hasn't been a whole lot of heavy mandates and mm -hmm. the mandates that have happened have not been heavily um policed or anything like that so oh, it's, been, it's been kind of um different in the way of not being able to travel much yeah but um yeah as far as life here it's been for the most part life as usual and so where exactly are you in Australia. I'm in the, the the northern coast of New South Wales, uh, near okay. a place called Byron Bay. Oh, cool. And is that where you're from? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm no, I'm from no. California oh. originally. I was born oh, okay. in Sacramento. Oh, okay. And, um, 
Yeah, I've I've lived in Australia off and on since about 2004. Early okay. 2004. Okay. And, uh, you know, so before um, the whole world um, tantrum pandemic situation <laughs> yeah. years ago, I basically was kind of going back and forth a whole bunch. Uh, and half in the U.S. and half in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been solidly here in Australia now for the last couple of years. Just, uh, just hunkered down here and, um, you know, my normal life of touring hasn't really been much of an option. So right. hunkered down here, doing lots of local things, traveling a little bit throughout Australia when it's possible. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, doing a lot of recording and creating music in that way. Cool. I just looked that up. That looks beautiful. Oh, where he, where he is? Yeah. yeah. Byron Bay. So I was wondering what um, drew you to Australia. So you said you're not from Mm. Australia, but I was just wondering if you had uh, what your history was, I guess, with Australia. Yeah, so let's see. It was um, almost 18 years ago that I first came to Australia. So um, back then I was part of a Christian church. Oh, cool. And I was studying uh, biblical theology at a, a Bible college in Southern California. Nice. And at that point, um, I had a friend who was from here in Australia that was there at that college, and he invited me to come back to Australia with him to be part of a starting a new church, like part of a church plant situation, and be part of the music team and all that kind of stuff. So neat. Yeah, back in back in a past life, I was really involved in in that kind of brand of spirituality. Interesting. And that's what first brought me to Australia. Is is uh, it's funny that like, you're talking in that Byron Bay thing has this spiritual services such as meditation and yoga classes like that was like the sentence that was like as you were talking that showed up. So I wonder is that part of your music still? Mm. And how does music relate to spirituality um, for you? Yeah, definitely. Oh uh, yeah, I mean for me, um, you know, music is definitely a spiritual practice. It's definitely a spiritual experience for me. It's um, one of the ways that I, I really find it most easy to connect to spirit and to just ex- express myself as well. Nice. And the deeper things of my heart. And um, I also really view music as a powerful tool for transformation, um, you know, both for myself and my own experience of singing and playing music. It's definitely a transformative experience for myself. Uh, Absolutely. Just expression that way, you know. But also in in bringing transformation in the world around me, I find that uh, you know I, I really I really believe strongly in the power of prayer and intention and manifestation, and um, you know it's pretty much it's scientifically verifiable and quantifiable the effect that our our heart has on the world around us and our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings, and so um, you know I think of it like this like humans are endowed with this, this incredible power. And I don't, I don't think just humans, but all, all people um, are endowed with this incredible power to um, influence and affect the world around us with the way that we feel. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, when you, when you hold a prayer, you, you hold an intention in your heart that is just that, you know, it's measurable, the vibration that comes out of your heart mm. and, uh, and how it, it, it definitely affects other people and other things around you and atmospheres and there's a vibe you know oh and yeah and um you know mm-hmm. when you take that that feeling and that intention that is like the oomph in your heart that prayer that you hold but then you bring it up into your mind and you're able to put thought form around it as well then it's even more powerful because it becomes more consciously intentional and then if you can take that and bring it into into words and actually speak it out into existence you know then there's there's so much more power with that mm-hmm. 
working with manifesting you know, like what you're trying to manifest. Three levels up now. Forth from the deeper places, you know. Yeah, and then you know, three levels up, and it goes even further than that. Is like, you know, imagine taking it from that that space of words and speaking it out into existence. Take it into really embodying it into into a a way of, of bringing expression to these thoughts and feelings in your heart in a way that is like really embodied and you're really putting a lot of your your feeling into it and for me that's what music is you know and um and then to do that not just by myself but to to bring others into that experience and to to draw a whole group of people into a collective prayer and a collective um you know motivation in that way then wow the exponential value the exponential power behind that is incredible and I really, really strongly believe in that power to be able to uh, change atmospheres and to bring positive shift, positive change to the world around us by doing this. And and so, in in my life, you know, I, I seek to be somebody who bases what I what I do and what I think and what I say on unconditional love and to emanate that love around me. And so, that's a big motivation with my music and a part of my spiritual experience with music is to to do that and express that into the world around me, but then also to to bring other people into that experience and to together create that experience for even other people. Because, you know, like when, when we do these kind of things, we gather in groups and we sing and we chant and we pray. It's really powerful in ways that we don't even know and we don't even see, you know, there might be people affected by uh, the good vibes that we generate that we will never know they will never know why or how but somehow some kind of uh some kind of blessing comes into their life because of the vibration that we put out and it affects the the world around us in our town and our state and our city and our our country and and our world you know so um yeah a really strong believer in in the the power of personal experience in spirituality and for me Music has been one of the ways that I've found to be just such a super powerful um, mode of expression in that way. So, yeah. Right on. Yeah, as you're yeah. saying this, I'm like sitting up straighter and the energy's flowing and my face is all full of a smile. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I appreciate that, that intention that you bring to it. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get this idea of us as human beings, as these transceivers. I love this word. It's, I think about the, the DNA, the ultimate DNA, what we are. It's this electromagnetic, the transmitter receiver. It takes something from the world and it receives it and then it reflects it back as the transmission. And when you've coupled that with intention and the thought and the bringing together of other people, that's such a synergy that I could imagine it really just absolutely physically shapes the air and the molecules and the way things bond. That's so cool. <laughs> Mm, that's beautiful. I like that. And, you know, I think that everyone is doing that at all times, um, unknowingly, a lot of the time. And so to have an awareness of this ability that we have, not just ability, but it's something that's just constantly happening, you know, like you said, like we are transceivers or, or and maybe antennas is a good word, too, you know, and um, we're constantly transmitting energy around us. And so um, when I think of this, it makes me feel a really strong sense of responsibility to be holding my heart in a really good way, you know, and and in in a real way as well, you know, not to not to at all like uh, suppress any negative feelings or thoughts or anything like that or pretend they're not there, but to really be real with what's there, but in reality, do as quickly as possible and in a real way, 
bring my heart back to being centered and grounded mm -hmm. in love as as the foundation of of everything that is my motivation now. Nice. And um and as we learn more and more to do that, and this, this is my personal experience, as I learn to to more and more do that, um, things just kind of like feel more harmonious around me. Not all the time, but but um it's uh you know, it's about not living in resistance to what is, but in full acceptance and celebration of life and the privilege that it is to be alive at all times. And then um, that that foundation of, of unconditional love and gratitude and curiosity um, emanating out and affecting the world around us in, in, a, in a good way. Because, um, you know, if we are unconsciously uh, maintaining negative states in our internal world, maybe even while on the outside putting on a front of being positive and loving and kind, those internal states is what is actually creating the vibration that we're emitting around us. And so it's, uh, it's really important to be really, really real and, and continually come back to centering ourselves in love because, you know, it's, it's not just ourselves. We're not, we're, you know, I'm not an island and um, everyone around me is actually affected by the thoughts that I harbor and the feelings that I hold on to. So I want to continually be in a state of, uh, of love and forgiveness and, and just bringing good vibes, you know? Nice. Seems like it awesome. takes a lot of energy. Oh, I, 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 I guess I imagine it would. I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm, I'm there, you know, I'm not saying I'm always in that state, but right. it's, it's, it's kind of like, kind of my main goal my main aspiration yeah. in life is to, cool. is to live as much as possible from that state you know and and um you know i think that you know it's funny you know you say it must take a lot of energy but, but you know it takes more energy to frown than to smile and it takes I, yeah i think it actually takes more energy to have a negative mindset than it does to choose happiness and to choose joy nice. and um you know i, I think of this I, th I think that love and joy and peace are actually the default state of being humans, the default state of who we are. And I, I used to kind of be um, wary of certain spiritual ideas of like uh, letting go of attachment, for example. And, you know, if you think about the, the Buddhist kind of approach to that, uh, letting go of all attachments and eventually reaching a state of nirvana, which, which is actually a state of nothingness. And to me, that was a little bit scary and I was a little bit off. From that because um, I, don't, I don't want to reach a state of nothingness. I want to reach more states of happiness and joy and bring more joy around me. And so, but in my, in my personal experience of these things, I, I've, I've learned that I had a false perception of that concept of letting go of attachments and things. So in my experience, what's happening is um, instead of letting go of more attachments and then becoming you know, less fearful, but also less joyful, which is kind of what I thought that concept might lead to. I'm actually becoming more and more and more joyful in the present moment, more and more full of love. And it's funny, I'm finding that it's not a, um, a, a lifeless center between the two sides of the spectrum of, um, you know, fear or love. It's actually like letting go of attachments and, and being fully grateful for the present moment just brings me more into joy and celebration and love and, uh, and peace. And, and it's really interesting to find that because, um, wow, it's like, oh, that's the default without conditioning. You know, if I strip away all of my religious, societal and cultural conditioning and just come back to just the, the simplicity 
of just love, just love, just love, and, and keep trying to strip things back to that, then, then wow, it's like, oh, it feels really normal. It feels really natural. And that's actually, I'm finding the default state of being alive, which is really, really quite exciting, quite encouraging. And, and um, it makes it a lot easier to, to, to aspire to live in these states constantly, you know, because um, mm. uh, it, it's actually what is normal for us. It's what we're made for. It's the default way of being, really. I'm seeing like a, like a big wave of peace like around it so that it doesn't take as much energy to navigate through. Things just kind of are easier and flow. Is, it, is, that, is that right? Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, e easier is um, in maybe easier in some ways and not necessarily in other ways, I would think, too, because, you know, life is just life. And, and I, none of us really ultimately know why things happen the way they do. But but there's the reality that bad things happen to good people as well. And so sometimes it's like just sometimes life can just be hard, you know, and and uh so it's not that like everything becomes easy and everything becomes um, simple and, and not complex. But uh, I, I do think that no matter what's happening around us and in our circumstances, we do have ultimately a choice of how we respond to those things, you know. So, right. so even though I may not be able to control outward circumstances that bring difficulty into my life, and, you know, I need to admit when things are difficult and not just like pretend things are okay when it's, it's hard. But, um, but my choice to either, you know, revel in the difficulty and, and just, um, you know, really respond in a way that makes it worse, you know, that's possible. Or the other possibility is to um, be in less resistance to reality, be in less resistance to what is and more acceptance of what is. And, Mm -hmm. And then the next stage is, uh, you know, not just acceptance, but even celebration of what is and just being able to look around with curiosity at the world and think like, wow, how did I get here? Like, how did I somehow mm -hmm. get this incredible privilege of being alive and, and breathing in this current moment and, and having, um, you know, the sensual pleasures of life to be able to look at beauty and taste food and make love and all and, and hear music, you know, like all these ways that I get to interact with the world around me and and such such just beautiful, incredible experiences. And um, you know, when I when I can remember that and come back to that those states of gratitude and, and you know, gratitude also knowing that all of life is a gift. There's nothing that I've ever done to earn this life. There's nothing that I could ever do to deserve being alive. It's just purely a gift that somehow has been given to me. And, and uh, so, yeah, coming back to that gratitude, I think, really, really helps in being able to approach and stand strong and withstand during difficult times in life as well that are inevitable and, and um, you know, part of our growth and learning processes and this whole life experience. Mm. Ew, growth. <laughs> um, cool. I, I was um, interested in, uh, I guess, the question, um, that, that was all really beautiful, and thank you for sharing. Um, I wondered, mm. so it seems, you know, I, I guess I relate, we both, obviously, Justin and I are both musicians, too, and we, um, I think for both of us, you know, music is 
is also a spiritual experience. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we can relate on that level. Um, it's the, you know, the, the days that I don't play music. I feel like something's wrong. I feel like I've missed my, missed my, it's like a dinner or something like a, it's like a need for sleep <laughs> or something like that. It, it, it touches, it, it allows the soul to be in a place that mm -hmm. I think other places in life don't really allow for a certain kind of freedom, a certain kind of movement mm. and a lot of repetition. Especially if you're the songwriter. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think that part of that experience of, um, of, of finding so much freedom in playing music and then missing that on a day that you miss playing music, you know, I think that it's, uh, it's really because music is, it's, it's an accepted way to have an ecstatic experience, basically, to, mm. to, to fully be out of our minds. <laughs> just feeling fully Literally. in the present moment and getting in touch with our our primal selves, you know. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, there are other ways that um, that people be get out of our minds, you know, um, through say making love or using psychedelics and in other ways like this that are all, mm -hmm. you know, in my opinion, equally beautiful, and natural. But there's there's certain things that are um, like seen as taboo in our society about these things you know huh. and um so music is is such a transcendental experience mm -hmm. that is such it's such an amazing privilege to have it and not only that it's just really really widely accepted you know mm -hmm. almost everybody has music in their life you know right. i know very few people who who uh, don't listen to music or use music on a daily basis even, mm -hmm. you know music so, users of the world that ability to yeah to have that ability to to really go into deep states and um and to and, and ecstatic states you know and to to really give the heart full expression through music that's it's a huge huge really great thing um and it's like the one of the few ways that's really really accepted in our society as like you know you see somebody going for it singing a song and they might be like on stage just like losing it you know like really expressing their heart and like yelling and screaming and singing at the top of their lungs and going for it and their whole bodies into it. And, and in our society that's celebrated and seen as a beautiful thing. Whereas if, um, you know, you're just on the street corner and you're just going nuts and primal and fully embodying your feelings in the present moment without music, you might just look like a nutcase, you know, that is a <laughs> and, good and although point. <laughs> it could be in its, in its, in its core, there's nothing different about it, really. You know, expression is expression, and full primal embodiment of the heart is a beautiful thing. But, um, but yeah, when when you couple it with music, it's just widely accepted, and so we all we all are like, yeah, that's great. It's good to do it that way, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that kid a drum set. <laughs> when did you first start uh, playing music, or when yeah. did music first start to be, um, a, you know, something you discover? I, I guess, like, you know. When did you realize you were a musician? Yeah. Like, when did you write your first song or that kind mm. of thing? Um, well, let's see. When I was, when I was like 12, I started playing trombone in the school band. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that's where I really started loving it. And I just, gosh, I just loved it immediately. And it became a huge part of my life at that point. And, and then cool. um, I had this little toy guitar with, 
two strings, this little like bright green plastic guitar <laughs> strings that, nice. that I, I came up with stuff all the time on and I loved it. It was so much fun, you know, and then my parents were like, we got to get this kid a real instrument. So <laughs> they got me a mandolin. Oh, wow. I still have. Nice. And uh, yeah, so mandolin is my first stringed instrument and playing around with that, learning chords and stuff. And and my mom had a guitar that she grew up playing. And so, you know, she showed me a few chords on guitar as well. And eventually I got my own guitar and, and got right into that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, just kept developing a love for music and just loving, loving finding expression through that. And then, um, you know, it wasn't until when was it, about 2012, actually, that um I really decided to take music in more of a career path kind of way Mm -hmm. and become, you know, somewhat of a performer or whatever. Right. So, yeah, I guess it's about a decade ago. Wow. And, um, yeah, I remember, remember the moment I was, I was actually in Malaysia. I was on my way to Cambodia and I was in a little hotel room on a layover in Malaysia and had a guitar with me and just was playing. And, and I, I, you know, I, I played a lot for church kind of things back in the day before that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'd written lots of songs in that, those kind of ways. But um, at this point, I, I hadn't um, kind of seen myself as a, as a performer and getting out there and, and sharing music in a really public way, the way that I am now. And so, um, yeah, when I was there in that hotel room, just this song came through and channeled and just like, wow, this is it. And, and I just fully got the message right then and there at that point, like, wow, yeah, it's, it's time for me to do this. And so I really kind of set it as a goal and, and uh, recorded my first album shortly after that. And wow. uh, yeah, just nice. kind of flowing along with that vibe ever since then. Very so you cool. were kind of chosen by the muses. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah. I guess I was chosen, you know, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess that channeling thing, though. Yeah, well, you know that that still happens from time to time with with songwriting. You know, sometimes um, it feels like a song is is channeled through me, and it feels like that's where it's coming from, or, or that's how it's coming through. You know, and uh, but I definitely still experience that. But some, you know, usually it's like um, a seed of a song lands, and then Ooh. it just takes a little bit of effort to kind of work it out and. Um, and carve it out of the stone, you know? Mm. That's a good one. Yeah, there's those two, but... Um, mm. Cool. I, um, yeah, I, I don't remember when I first wrote my first song, but I, I know I, um, I used to... I grew up playing the piano, so that was my first instrument, and I used to like to just make things up, you know? I actually preferred that to actually doing what I was supposed to do and <laughs> reading the little notes on the paper and the, you know um I, do, I i can read music but i'm not fluent in it so i for me it's much more i it's the expression of feeling you know it's for me it's a channel obviously it's an outlet for emotions and i think it's a beautiful a, a great outlet for well spirituality as you said and I mean, I guess emotions are part of that, are part of, you know, our spiritual experience. It's interesting. We went to an open mic last night and we played at the open mic and they were talking about how like suffering is part of our, is the importance of having that be part of our, our life lesson here, part of our soul lesson. Um, 
And how does, how do you relate to suffering and how does that sort of, um, play into, to that whole, um, outlook? Mm -hmm. That's a really, really beautiful question. Um, the simple answer to how do I relate to suffering is that I don't really like it, (laughs) you know, suffering. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, but definitely, you know, there's, um, important lessons to be learned in a state of suffering that you might not learn in, in another way, you know, and so I've definitely had my share of, of uh, challenges in my life. And, and when those things come, you know, it, it's definitely, I, I don't think it's like more spiritual to be, um, to always have a, to be positive and never think that anything's bad or anything like that. Right. So that's, that's not what I was trying to say before, but, but um, you know, it, when negative things happen to us or, or for us or in us or whatever's going on, it's like we just have that that ability to take a perspective of of zooming out into the bigger picture and knowing that there's some kind of ultimate good in the big 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 picture mm-hmm. going on and that there is some kind of special lesson that we're getting from it that maybe we couldn't get otherwise you know mm-hmm. um you know that said like i've i've lived a pretty privileged life overall so you know i don't really have the authority to speak about um about deep suffering um i i've i've had a pretty great life. I've been very blessed in so many ways, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but like all of us, I, you know, I definitely go through challenges and hard times. And, and, um, for me, I know that when, uh, when a major challenge hits me, I, I have the choice to either really, really indulge in the negative reactions and negative feelings about Mm -hmm. that. Right. Or I have the choice to be real about it and honest about it and real about how it hurts, but, but, um, continue to choose love as well as a response, you know? Mm. And, uh, you know, ultimately because this life is a gift, sometimes from our limited perspective, things can look really, really hard or really difficult, but it is a limited perspective because ultimately, even though there's always something to be bummed out about, there's always a million times more things to be thankful for. And just the fact that we are alive and we get to experience being alive, just that is a blessing and a gift in itself. That, Like I said before, you know, nobody's ever earned, nobody really deserves. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's like... The outlook, there's, there's a matter of outlook, life, maybe. No matter what, but um, it's... Yeah, outlook, perspective, and, and we, we always have some degree of choice in how we react or respond to mm. life. I nice. think that that thing about the heart's responsibility that you feel, I think that must inform the way we make choices too. You know, when we close our hearts off, it's hard to mm. make the right heart informed choice. Yeah, true. Definitely. You know, it, it's, it's also though equally important to be really real, you know, yeah. to not, um, uh, bypass negative feelings or anything like that but, or, or shove it down. You know? No, that doesn't work. You know, like I said, earlier, that's a trap. Like, what's what's going on internally is what creates the vibration around us and Mm -hmm. so even if it's like we we can even trick ourselves into thinking that we're not feeling negative things or whatever and just Mm -hmm. shove it down shove it down shove it down and um but still the vibe that's going to emanate is going to come from what's really going on inside of us you know so um yeah I'm i'm a big fan of reality you know i'm a big fan of facing life head on and um not 
using like escapist things to to um to dumb down one's conscious interface with mm. existence, but nice. to really face life head on and 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 uh, yeah, saying yes to life, you know. Very cool. That's, I think it's really, really important, and and in that in that state of saying yes to life and really facing it head on, and and not trying to numb out or dumb down one's experience of life or interface with life, then we can truly find ways to to in reality mend our hearts and and find true healing and um, yeah come back to centeredness in love. Well, cool. I think it's so cool what you're doing. I think I think the whole. The whole thing. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Nice. I've been to a number of your performances and I found that, um, that you really did get across this, it, it, you know, this, you created a good vibe, you know, and, and the, I feel like I liked you oftentimes you, the way you communicate with the audience, the way you, um, you just sort of, you know, you're not separated from them. You, you kind of, bring them in, whether it's, you know, audience participation, but I just found that you were really good at connecting with your audience. And that's something I really admire about you. Um, I struggle with that because, you know, I get nervous on stage and I just, I, you know, that's, that's, um, it is something that I need to work on. Somehow you've, you've done that very well, managed to. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Embrace your audience and make them feel like like a part of what you're doing, you know, part of the mm-hmm. performance. Yeah. Um, in a really beautiful way. Um, yeah. It, are you, do you still practice, uh, Christianity or is that, or do you identify, um, or just kind of spirituality in general? Just, uh, I know that you have. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't say that I that I practice Christianity anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, over the years have um, basically just kept falling more and more and more in love with God and nice and deeper and deeper of my experience. And um, as as I get closer, my definitions of God basically get vaguer and vaguer. You know, mm, interesting. Um, yeah. And it's it's kind of like my my journey is letting go of thinking that I know what's actually going on. <laughs> you know, like, that's actually wise, very wise. I think embracing mystery <laughs> is really really important. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the more I think I know what's going on, the more I'm putting things in my little boxes to fit inside. Right. The more likely it is that I'm actually missing the point because um, you know transcendent reality and the nature of the universe and everything is, is so much bigger than I'm ever going to be able to define with my human mind. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on a journey of more experiencing life than defining life. And, mm. uh, in that experience, it's just like, wow, there's just endless expansiveness mm-hmm. to experience in what it means to be alive and, and all the opportunities of 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 existence that I've been blessed to experience is just incredible, you know, and and so um, yeah, you know, exploring deep realities in many ways, and and just finding more sense of wonder and awe rather than more sense of um, assurity that I know what's going on. Basically, mm-hmm. that's a really cool outlook. Yeah, wise outlook. I think sounds like we got another free Akastani. Oh God. <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to explain that one? <laughs> Friakistan is a place. It's a place beyond the normal. <laughs> yeah. The citizens of Friakistan, they're free acts. <laughs> Yeah. And they have a like a omni an omniplex. Well, how do you say it? Justin made this up. I S T A N. Instead of saying freaks, we are free acts. Um no. We're looking I, for our tribe. I like it. Um anyways. Um Beautiful. nice. Yeah, I think yeah, and, um, Elias said that you might have a song that we should play at the after the podcast. Yeah, is we, there some requests that that we should we should feature? Um, sure. You know, I would like to give you guys uh, my new song that actually is just released today. Wow, um, today. Well, you're you're today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, um, well, Saturday, Saturday the fourth. Yeah, it's Saturday for me, but but Friday the fourteenth. Nice. January two thousand twenty. Uh, this new song called "Love Is Round." Love is round. Awesome. And so, yeah, I That's would awesome. I would love to send you guys that track. You just stick on the end of the conversation. Awesome. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, it's. I don't know if we're. Are we, I also had a question. I mean, well, you know, it's the awful subject, but I felt like maybe asking you how you're, because, you know, COVID is the thing that's happening in our world right now. And it's, it's, it's kind of a a strange, we're in sort of, we're in these strange times right now. And you just had a a certain experience with, you know, you actually had COVID, I guess, recently. And I'm curious to know, so you, you just had it like just before, you know, coming on this podcast, you, um, recovered very recently right yeah 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 i went through it uh, yeah yeah i went through it I, I definitely didn't get it as bad as as uh, most people do but mm. um yeah it was it was definitely not a fun experience no but um yeah it's it is what it is you know <laughs> I got, absolutely I and I was yeah to have gotten through it like, well, definitely a lot easier than most people do so yeah pretty thankful for that awesome well i'm glad you got through it too i think these are just very trying times for sure they're unusual times i think they're times that like really test or uh you made an album in these times our spirituality and our That's a good use of the time um, yeah for sure yeah. But I mean, they're, I feel like these mm. times are testing are very testing times. I guess maybe I feel like it's a test or something. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. I, I think, I think you're right. You know, it's, it's definitely really, really testing and really trying for a lot of people in the world. Um, you know, another, another way to kind of zoom out and try and look from a, a further away perspective, though, is, is that you know, in our generation, we're pretty privileged to have not been experiencing things like this on a regular basis. And, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, most generations have had major things, you know, you know, a lot of generations have gone through much worse pandemics. Right. Um, as far as sicknesses and yep. you know, other generations have gone through world wars yep. and famines and, you know, volcanoes and all this stuff, you know, <laughs> right. there's it's a it's a commonplace experience in being human to mm-hmm. these kind of things and yeah this whole thing you know the whole tantrum the world's been going through for the last couple of years yeah. it basically <laughs> it feels like 
such a, a poignant thing because mm-hmm. we've been so, so privileged in our generation right. in general to have not had any major, like large world scale things right. that have affected everybody as deeply as this has affected everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, in the big scheme of things, it's it's pretty chill compared to what a lot of humans have gone through over right. the last, you know, 400,000 years of humans <laughs> being in our current, our current state. Yeah. I mean, the hard thing has been also just the isolation. I think, you know, there's the, um, cause you, you said, you know, you haven't been performing as much obviously because of this, the restrictions and, uh, it's, it, it's been a challenge being a musician. Cause of course we, we also have felt that being performers ourselves and it's, um, it, it certainly has changed the dynamic it's changed well it's just changed the world really in a lot in are you playing shows yet again um yeah i am playing playing a few shows um i haven't been definitely have not been doing as much as i was before a couple of years ago yeah mm. but um yeah i'm kind of pushing pushing out there in nice. a lot of ways um a lot of, nice. lot of smaller private kind of things but, cool. um, but yeah a little bit more touring has definitely been happening and, and more is definitely on the horizon, particularly with this whole new album release. I'm, I'm planning some Australia tours around that. And, awesome. And uh, I don't know when, but I do hope to make it back to the U.S. at some point soon. As That'd well. be great. Yeah. Let us know. We'll come see you. And um, Cool. I'd love to see you guys too. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't even met Justin in person. This is kind of you guys are meeting, but... I think you guys, it sounds as though you, you like each other. You, you seem to, <laughs> Justin's been smiling at me the whole, like <laughs> this whole podcast, like, yes, shaking his head. Like, yes. Um, this but, guy gets it. This guy, this guy got, understands. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, no, Chad's a cool guy. Eh? No, and it's also that we'll thing he's that. talking about how we structure the right reality and even a voice can do it over these electronic streams. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a question, um, cause we're, you know, we're producing this album slowly. It's, it's quite a process, you know, um, and there's the question of like, well, what do you do when, you know, when you finished recording and you've mixed everything and, uh, there's, I guess one of the questions I had is, do you print, uh, you know, physical CDs or albums or do you have them all digital? Like what, do people even buy CDs anymore? Or what, how do you give that product to the world? What is your... Yeah, what does an album release look like in 2022? <laughs> in yeah. a pen, at the end of a tantrum. I know. <laughs> I like that tantrum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. And um, it's one that I'm still figuring out. Uh, I'm in the middle of doing it. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, I don't, I don't print CDs anymore. I stopped selling CDs maybe like three, three years ago. Uh, um, last time I printed any CDs was in t- early 2018. Okay. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just found that with the rise of Spotify and all the other streaming platforms, yeah. it's just kind of like all the music's out there for free anyway. Right. So, um, yeah, I just found myself at shows saying like, and if you want to come to the merch table, buy some CDs, you know, they're over here, or you can just have my music for free anyway on the internet. <laughs> <Do that. laughs> oh gosh. And, um, 
Yeah, so I've, <laughs> I've, I've embraced I've embraced it, you know. Uh-huh. Um, there's a there's a lot to it, like you know selling CDs and other merchandise used to be a really right. large part of my I know. income and, and making it sustainable to be a musician, you know. But right. but um, yeah, it's it's okay though, you know. I'm I'm hoping that there will be um, more equity coming about in the digital streaming world with mm. music and with musicians getting more of what we deserve from it. Yeah, that would be nice, but, um, right? Because you know, one really cool thing is that. Yeah, one really cool thing is that um, basically there are people all over the world that um, that are listening to my music in countries that I have never gone to and probably will never go to. Nice. That is so, so cool. Um, that is really cool. That's pretty cool. You know, I was looking at my Spotify cool. stats this morning, and and apparently right now the the third most popular country for my music or third most popular city for my music is sao paulo brazil and i've never been to Whoa. anywhere in south america nice. really apparently i've got a bit of a following in germany and oh cool yeah like there's some places that i've never been to that i'm like wow it's cool people are finding my music and that's fun it around and stuff like that and and um yeah so that's that's pretty cool it's so fun yeah. that wouldn't happen if it was just me slinging cds at shows you know right so i'm thankful for exactly how the digital streaming world has really transformed that way to you know to be able to reach audiences in distant places it's pretty cool nice. hey to our listeners in sao paulo <laughs> thanks for supporting a wonderful musician come get this guy to play <laughs> yeah um that's awesome yeah so we're we're um so we're yeah we're debating like you know i'm sort of i guess i'm old-fashioned i still don't even have a cell phone believe it or not but i i have a hard time um i mean because i you know that's what I used to sell cds at shows right and there there's the artwork that you put into it it's more than it's, there's almost an aesthetic um desire i have to have that physical cd that's attachment and nostalgia I, all right fine i need to obviously i need to get over my attachment and <laughs> and follow chad's advice Be like get to the joyful acceptance and positive vibes and positive yeah well you know you know, you know, you know. I did just see an article, and I didn't read it, but I, I just saw an article pass by this morning that said that CD sales have gone up. Oh, in 2021. That's encouraging. For the okay. first time since 2014. Oh, nice. So, I was really surprised to read that. Um, in my experience, that uh, that's definitely not my experience. But um, I don't know. You know, there are probably people out there that are just um you know, not only wanting to support artists in that way, but also just maybe still have a CD player in their car and, and want to have a physical thing they can hold on to. They actually mm. felt like they bought something, you know? But, um, yeah, I don't know. For me, for me, it just kind of feels like uh, it's it's the old way. And, right. And it was really, really good, but it's, it hasn't really actually... It, things have changed, so it's not really relevant anymore in my experience. Yeah, and it depends on where you're at too. It depends on the demographic of your audience too. If if there's a, you know, um, older people tend to have CDs still sometimes, or CD players in their car or something like that. So depending on the demographic of your audience, you know, you might be playing to a crowd that maybe a whole bunch of them do want to come and buy a CD after your show. 
but um but for the most part the the world is moving away from that yeah well that's good to know that's um cool well so in a way that's um i don't know if that's a relief but it's like well uh it's not always easy to put out a cd so um if i don't know would you recommend putting out a cd or do you think we should just do digital what is your i'm sorry to ask your well justin's laughing at me i guess my advice is to to follow your heart on that follow (laughs) your heart up to you but just my yeah follow your heart but my my personal experience is that um i I don't think it's as relevant as it used to be right Um, right I mean, some people are even going back to records and printing vinyl records. I know. Again. I that know. I could get you know, behind. Going for that super hi-fi. Wow. You know, it's, 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 it's cool. Have you put I, out a I record? I have a record player. No. I don't, we don't either. <laughs> I, I haven't, no. I've, I've, I've never printed a, a vinyl record, no. The thing I love about, well, I also am a visual uh, artist, and I, um, so, you know, there's, there's a beauty to it's the aesthetic appeal, the beauty of the art, that the original art that you can put on a record. Uh, you should make that paintings. kind of thing. You should just sell paintings with a QR code, and they can listen oh, to the God. music from your painting. Paintings with a QR. Ah, that is just I can't there you go. can't stand That's it. Cool. That's cool. I don't know. I just it, it's too. It, well, you know, one one thing I am working on is uh, I'm working on songbooks with the chords and words from yes, oh that's yes, so cool yes. been, word i've had people requesting these for years that's so cool many years people have been asking me for this and so, nice uh, yeah i'm in the middle of creating that right now so i'm gonna have that available soon yeah and then you know there's also like i heard a few years ago beck released an album and he only released it on sheet music so you had to go get an orchestra to play it for you to listen to it <laughs> yeah I basically got to the point where I was confident with recording and did all the recording myself. And then as far as mixing, I still wasn't confident with that. And so I actually mixed this album alongside a good friend of mine who is a brilliant mixing engineer and is actually a teacher at one of the, at a, at a oh, university. Oh, that's local, nice. Um, like engineering college. And uh, so, yeah, basically I decided instead of paying him to mix it for me, I decided to pay him to mix it with me. So we sat alongside each other and, um, you know, I, I directed the process, but he had all the know-how. And so through that process of mixing this album, I now feel somewhat confident in doing my own mixing as well. So that was, um, yeah, part of my learning experience. That's well exciting. Last year yeah. during, the, during the mixing process. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as far as mastering goes, um, you know, we've definitely, we've sent it off to a, a super pro a mastering engineer to do that for us uh-huh, mm. with the big rooms and the nice sound very cool mm. yeah just the ears and the skills you know mastering the whole another skill set right well i'm looking forward to hearing it well i don't know I... awesome is there anything else you wanted to share with us and let us know well yeah i, I i'd like to just uh to just talk a little bit more about this album and you know so sure hollow bones so i can fly is the name of the album and it's it's drip releasing right now so um started on the 31st of december and every friday a new track is coming out and available on all platforms so first single was called say yes 
And then the next one after that was called Strong and Surrender. And then the one that was just released today is called Love is Round. And then, so every Friday, there's a new track dropping, mm. um, culminating in the full album release on the 11th of March. So, um, yeah, if anybody wants to check that out, you can just find Chad Wilkins on any streaming platform, whether it's Apple Music or Spotify or whatever you like to use. And it's all out there and available for your listening pleasure. And they should play the tracks like, like automatically overnight and just play them on repeat. <laughs> so that you get many listens. Yeah, that's good. That's a good, a good idea. Drip listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Chad, it's been really nice awesome. to that's have good. you on. Yeah, thank you so much. This is great. The Nervous Sending podcast. Eventually we'll have our album out there also but right now um it's it's in theory it's still in we're in production in production we're like three tracks left i would say we actually have four or five cool but yes and nervous sending is our that's exciting yes anyway but we're here to talk about you more than we are here to talk about us <laughs> I'm, I'm such a dork. I love, I, I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to the Never Setting album. And, um, oh, yeah, thank you. New link when it's out as well. I'm we will. Looking forward to hearing it as well. Thanks. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad to have talked to you. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Alaya. Thanks, Justin. Thanks so much for having me. Bye-bye. All right. Many blessings. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash nerve ascending. And we're offering fun goodies, including bumper stickers, vegetarian recipes, greeting cards, unreleased tracks of our music, and more. To find out more about Chad, you can go to chadwilkinsmusic.com. He also has a YouTube channel, and you can listen to more of his stuff on Spotify. Uh, check out the links we posted as well. Here's his song, Love is Round, from his new album, Hollow Bones So I Can Fly. Love is the way, love is the path, love is the only thing that will last. Love is the way, love is the path. Love is the only thing that will last Love is the way, love is the path Love is the only thing that will last Love is the way, love is the path Love is the only thing that will last That will nothing back there is no point for love is round and around and around and around and around yeah what is the point if you get nothing back there is no point for love is round and around and around and around and around yeah
get nothing back. There is no point. For love is round and around and around and around and around. Yeah, what is the point? If you get nothing back, there is no point. For love is round and around and around and around and around. Yeah, love is the way. Love is the path. Love is the only thing that will last. Love is the way. Love is the path. Love is the only thing that will last. Love is the way. Love is the path. Love is the only thing that will last. Love is the way. Love is the path. Love is the Distractions, bored in the clutches of a golden talon. Where is the center? Return and remember, love is round. Mismatched, trapped by attractive distractions, bored in the clutches of a golden talon. Where is the center? Return and remember, love is round. Mismatched, trapped by attractive distractions, caught in the clutches of a golden talent. Where is the center? Return and remember, love is round. Mismatched, trapped by attractive distractions, caught in the clutches of a golden talent. Where is the center? Return and remember. Love is round Love is round Love is round Love is the way Love is the path Love is the only thing Love is the Cathedrals of nature, 
Love to the protectors of that space. Sending love to the one who carry wisdom, the wisdom of the ages within us and grace. Love to the weavers of our dreamscape, sending love in the sacred geometry. Love to the flower of life expanding and weaving the vision into all that we see. Love is round and around and around in a circle. Love is round. Why oh, why oh, why And around and around and around 